0: Welcome to the Dropship Podcast, where you'll learn how to build and grow a high ticket dropshipping business and hear stories from successful e commerce entrepreneurs. Let's kick this thing off. Hey, welcome back to the Dropship Podcast, another Tactical Tuesday episode. Now we've called suppliers, or hopefully you've called suppliers if you've been following along with this podcast. You've got some brands ready to go. What do you do? How do you get them on your site the right way? What are the things you should do before going live? That's what this show is about. We're going to break it up into two parts. John and I discussed this back on episode five of our Patreon podcast. Again, you can find that at patreon.com slash Podcast. If you want to listen to this whole thing or any of our back episodes for absolutely free, head over there, sign up. You'll only be charged when we put out new episodes and they're just five bucks. But today you're going to get another uh, piece of that for free as we talk about what are the things you should do before going live and next week we'll uh drop in part two of this conversation so enjoy this week's episode of the Dropship podcast
1: so in our last episode we were chatting about um you know or you know sort of what what we do before we call suppliers like what do we set up and all of that sort of thing and in an earlier episode we talked about calling suppliers and you know how do you, how do you deal with that how do you go through it what do you do what do you say what don't you say all that sort of stuff so in today's episode we're going to pick up at you know, you've called your suppliers, you know, you've got approved, you've set up accounts with some of them. What are What are we doing then? Uh, sort of getting out, getting the site ready to go live, um, uploading products, all that sort of thing. And I think um, you know, uh, that can be a bit of a frustrating process for a lot of people. You know, you get approved with say 10 suppliers, you've probably got access now to Hundreds of products. In a lot of cases, sometimes depending on your market, you can get access to like thousands of products. Um, and uh, I thought an interesting question to lead into that for you, Ben, would be like, like where do you start there? Let's say you got, you know, a bunch of suppliers. You did really well with your supplier approval stuff, and you've got access to, you know, hundreds and hundreds of products you can now sell. But for a lot of people, it can take them a really long time to get all that stuff online. Do you? Do you start by chucking everything up on the site or do you sort of get a bit selective with that in the beginning?
0: Yeah, I mean, just to wrap a bow around all the stuff we're going to have to talk about today, like there's so much to think about there, right? Like yeah. uh, I, I have this giant to-do list on a business that that uh, I have uh, getting moving right now. Of Like just even in the legal, like handle the legal stuff, the refund policy, privacy, terms, shipping, connect to Facebook page, connect to Instagram page, connect Pinterest, set up Caro. Uh, set up your location. Set up your taxes. Checkout payments. General apps. Like there's, um, there's a lot going on there, and that's that's not even like, that's one page of three pages of things like you have to think about, and that's not even talking about the products, right? And then you have to, yeah. to are you going to upload thousands of products? Uh, the first one, if you've never done it before, is going to take you a while, right? Um, and there's mm-hmm. many, many, many steps in here as well, and so, um it's easy to get overwhelmed. It's easy to get to a place of like, I'm never going to be able to start or I need to get all of this done before I do start. In fact, I'm kind of at that inflection point now. And I, uh, you know, feel free to jump on my case, John, because I'm genuinely curious, like how to, how to get moving to it. And we can dive into that a little bit later. I'm happy to like share some details of where I'm at currently in this, in this business that, uh, where I bought a premium domain and like where we're sitting with that. And like, how, how do I get off the ground? So like, I would say the very first thing I do I want to know from the suppliers, what's even worth uploading? Mm -hmm. Like if Mm -hmm. you get thousands Mm -hmm. of products from somebody, the odds that you're going to sell all thousands of those products are not, not good, right? There's an 80, 20 to everything. And so what are the 20% of products that are actually selling? And then, Hey, uh, we really want to feature, I use this line all the time. We really want to feature you on our homepage or, or really build out your collection and feature certain products. What are your best sellers? We want to make sure that we get those prominent and forefront. Um, and, and they're pretty, pretty good about telling you, here's what sells, here's what stock we have left on what does sell, and um, here's what we think you should feature. I I usually start there because the idea of like trying to get every brand you got approved for, for every single product up before you ever, you know, press the start button is insane.
1: Yeah, 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 I think you're right. There's a lot to do here in this space, and you do run the risk of getting overwhelmed or just taking a really long time to do stuff which just pushes back the point at when you're going to go live and actually, you know, start testing your site, making your first sale, all of that sort of thing. And, and I, I always take the view that my aim here is get to, getting to the point where I can make that first sale as quickly as possible. Um, and I think that's to me that's that's kind of the most important thing. So I think you need to do enough that you can get to that point because you can keep working on a lot of things after you get, get to the point where you can make your first sale um so i mean i'm like you i mean i have a checklist to go through before a site goes live and there's a whole bunch of stuff in there maybe we can even put one of those together for people that could be something we share out there just wrap together our own checklists and and pop it out to people just as something to go through for anyone who's launching launching a new one of these um that's probably a helpful thing but yeah i think definitely worth finding out if you can from your suppliers what their best sellers are that makes life quite easy particularly if they've got a large catalog because you're right like of the hundreds of high ticket dropshipping sites i've looked at through consulting and coaching and with students in, in my programs pretty much it's always i would even say it's 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 higher than 80 20 it's probably more like 90 10 in that 10 percent of your products or less will drive 90 percent of your sales now you can't predict that completely in the beginning but you can get some intelligence around that from your suppliers of course and that's That's where you want to start. The other thing I see a lot of people get, you get access to a big catalog from some suppliers and there's going to be high ticket products in there, but then there's also going to be a lot of like sort of supporting products, accessories, things like that. I see this a lot and people make the mistake of thinking I've got to upload everything. They upload all this sort of lower ticket stuff. And in the beginning, I don't think it helps you to be uploading like like thousands of products, particularly thousands of lower-ticket lower, lower ticket products for one of these sites because not only does it take a lot, a lot of time, but it, it creates you a massive SEO headache as well, right? If you if you just dump 1,000 pages on a site that are all unoptimized and they're going to be in the beginning, you, you've got to go back and do a ton of work on that stuff over time. And if you're not going to sell most of it, that's just you, you, you just put yourself in a really uh tricky position and it's you know i get people come to me a lot and they've just uploaded every product under the sun that they can and they've got like five thousand pages on their site and it's like ah and i'm having a lot of trouble trouble with seo and straightening my site out to get it to rank well and they've just got like thousands and thousands of low value pages so i actually think in the beginning less is a little bit better than more do you know what i mean um and over time, you can keep adding products as it becomes relevant to. Uh, so I, I I try to say to people don't get don't get stuck into the trap of just wanting to upload everything you can in the beginning, like you know it's kind of like, you know. Yeah, just I think
0: don't. it I think it varies by niche too, right? Like so you mm. can chic chandeliers. I would assume you had brands send you CSV files of thousands of products, right? Uh, and there was. Some courses out there who would tell you, yeah, just throw it in the back end as a CSV and upload it and you'll have uh, thousands of products on your business. Uh, that's a terrible idea. And then the yep. other side of that is like uh, – I'll use Pellet Grills for an example. Uh, when I would get uh, – man, I don't even remember the, the brand names anymore. Smoke Daddy or something like that. I think they had two grills. They had two grills yeah. and and ten accessories. Um and so I would own that I would I would spend a lot of time getting those twelve oh, products yeah, yeah. right. Uh, and so I think I think it definitely varies. Uh, depending what niche you're in, but it, I've never been in one of those like mega niches where you get CSV files of thousands of products. I've consulted people like that, and their websites are a mess when they just upload those CSV files and mm-hmm. then hope for the best.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, totally. I mean, we set up a, a business for a client just recently, and. I think we put about 10 suppliers on that initially and not a single supplier had more than 10 products. Like you say, some suppliers had two products. There might have even been a supplier that had one product, you know what I mean? Uh, and that's just the nature of that market. Like there's no suppliers in there with, with tons and tons of products. It's just the way it is. They focus on a, a smaller number of models and that's what they do. But that makes life really easy. I mean, totally, if you're in that sort of space, you upload all of them, <laughs> You to do it because the, the, the time involved is not, you know, is not excessive. But, yeah, you're right. Like my, that first business I did, Chic Chandeliers. Yeah, I mean, like lights. There's like literally tens of thousands of products on the market. Um, you know, in Australia, that was in Australia too. In the US, I, I doubt, I dare say there's a lot more. Um, and, yeah, at the end of the day, of all the products I uploaded to that site, which was, you know, in the thousands because at the time, I didn't know better right back back early in my experience we probably only ever sold multiple of less than 100 products totally i mean probably a few more sold individually but the the products that moved like repeatedly yeah it was probably fewer than 100 at the end of the day
0: yeah i would say on my pellet grill side it was five less than 10 easily less than 10 total products that ever moved right um that it's just you you nailed it with that 90 10 right um it's hard when you don't know what are those 10 percent going to be either right so it makes it tough look I, we we mentioned like all the to-do list stuff i think it would be a good idea for us to put out a list or something because like we could get drugged down a rabbit hole today if you want to just like talk about products yeah. i i, I kind of actually want your opinion on some of this stuff right so i'm currently building out uh what i would consider a mega store, but we're doing one one brand at a time and i i I wrote down perfection versus best practices here, uh, when it comes yeah. to like, you wrote what to remember when you're uploading products, you know, SEO, et cetera, And I wrote perfection versus best practices. And I, I genuinely want your opinion because I am, I'm such a perfectionist and I'm actually doing this store <laughs> in that manner for a specific reason. Um, and I'm curious whether you think my specific reason is, is just BS or whether, uh, or whether I could use a, a smack in the ass from you as well.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, I, I know where you're going with this. I think we've actually talked about this like just between the two of us before we've had a conversation or an argument <laughs> along these lines, Pretty I normal. seem to recall. Um, yeah, yeah. But no, but it's, it's a good question. So, I mean, I know how you do like your, your your product pages and your data and I I have some idea about what you're working on at the moment. And and I think that's great stuff. Um, but for the average punter who's getting into high-ticket dropshipping for the first time, right? Yeah, I, I don't think you need to overcomplicate how much you're doing on your product page's particular perspective, right, like how you're laying out information and all this sort of stuff. Is that what you're getting at? Like, is that what you're asking me about? Like how, I don't know, like when you, when you talk about perfection, like what do you mean by perfectionism? What are you trying to perfect? Uh, but you cut out of mind. I mean, I'm guessing
0: you meant more of like, yeah, what do I mean by perfection? And so, when I say that, all right, so uh, look, I'm just going to lay out my scenario. You tell me what you think. And I think when we actually, you and I start building a store, I'm going to do the same thing. And so uh, the whole world will get to either laugh at me or or like see the benefits. So I'm trying to play the long game here. I went out and I spent $5,000 on the domain that has a lot of authority and is 20 years old. Like this is a, a pretty powerful domain. And so what I don't want to do is uh, set up rogue collections that have no purpose uh, build out products that aren't optimized. I don't want to send a single signal to Google that is, is under optimized. I want them to love me the moment I put out anything. Right. So the first thing I did, I bought that, I I bought that domain. It had links to 50 different blog posts. I paid my VA to recreate all 50 blog posts, redirect all old links or all URLs to new Shopify URLs. And, and that's it. That's all I've created on the site. And then like one brand at a time, um, we perfect the collection page and we perfect the products. And then we tell Google, Hey, here's one whole silo, which is like one, one collection, one brand, just have your, have your bots run through this whole brand. Right. And hopefully send them good signals and not send anything else. So when I say perfection, I mean, like, I, I don't, at this point when I'm playing the long game, what I think this business can do, I don't want to just, uh, go, to my manufacturer, download the images, throw them right up on Shopify, copy the whole description, throw it into my Shopify and call it a day, right? I, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't want duplicate content if I can't, if I don't need to. But I'm in a different position than most people, right? I've, I've got a, a couple team members, a partner um, that are that are doing these things. And so if it's just you in the beginning, that's a, that's a lot harder to have a long view, uh, especially when you have – a fuck ton more to learn outside of uh, uploading products, you know, marketing and and business strategies and cash flow management and all kinds of things that you're going to need to learn along the way where I would say get up and run and get sales
2: uh, and optimize later. I just want to jump in here real quick and say, if you're loving this show, the number one thing you can do to help us right now is to smash that subscribe or follow button and leave us a review. It really does help us to grow the show and reach more people and you can do it right now while you're listening. And also if you've got a friend or two that you know should be listening to this show, make sure you share it with them or just send them to dropshippodcast.com. We'd love to have them join us as well. And real quick, I've got two additional dropshipping resources that we would love to share with you. The first is our free dropshipping Facebook group called The Dropship Tribe. It's all about high-ticket dropshipping and you can learn a ton in there. All you need to do is jump onto Facebook and search The Dropship Tribe. Or go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash dropship tribe and hit the join button. Now, if you're loving the dropship podcast and you want more, we actually have a members only version of this show where we go even deeper into high ticket dropshipping. We do question and answers with our members, website reviews, teardowns, and a whole bunch of other fun stuff. It's just $5 an episode, which is like a cup of coffee. And as a bonus, you get free access to our entire back catalog of episodes when you join. So you can binge it without paying a cent. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash dropship podcast. And just as a note, you can find the links to both of those resources below in the show notes. Now let's dive back into the show.
1: Yeah, and I think you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, your, your approach that you're taking with, with buying an age domain and all that sort of thing, nobody who starts in this, and even most people who've done it before will will ever do that from in the beginning, right? And and so there might be a reason for the way you're going about it there. Uh, for, like I say, for the average person who's just starting out particularly, no, don't do that. Don't do any of that, right? Well, not don't do any of that. I think there's there there is... Things that are easy to do in the beginning that you should do for SEO purposes, like optimizing things like your page titles and all of that sort of stuff. You know, image file names, getting your image alt tags in there, all that sort of stuff, right? So, you know, like there's 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 like a product uploading checklist that I have as well that I I would give to somebody who's just starting out that includes a lot of the really basic, simple to understand SEO stuff. And I think you do want to do that in the beginning because you're gonna have to do it anyway. You, if you don't do it in the beginning, you've got to come back and do it later. If you want to, stra- you're going to have to to straighten your SEO out, right? So there's no point doing that stuff twice, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, to get to that, look, I mean, if, when I'm setting up a site, I write all the product descriptions so they're unique before the products go live. Now I do that, but once again, I've got a team of people who do that for me. Once again, if you're starting out at the beginning, you don't have that. Now, you could go out and hire somebody, hire people to do it if you actually understand how to do it yourself. But for me, I, I prefer not to put as fewer, I guess, hurdles in somebody's path to actually, like I say, getting live and starting to make sales. You don't need really optimized pages from an SEO perspective to make sales off paid traffic, Right. You can rewrite your product descriptions later. Now, I don't suggest that you should leave it years before you do that. You need to do that fairly soon after. But, you know, at the end of the day, if Google saw some under-optimized pages in the beginning on a brand new domain, which is in a sandbox with them in the beginning anyway, like if you've got a new domain, you aren't ranking in your first six months, no matter what you do. To, to the same extent that an older domain will like google's acknowledged that that's a fact right so like publicly so i think you do the you do a lot of the basics when you upload your product so you don't have to come back and do it later but you also don't want to get so detailed with it that once again it's going to take you months to do because you're new at it and you don't really know what you're doing and you don't have experience and it's confusing And all that sort of thing. There's like a balance between doing some good stuff, but also keeping the process easy to move through, particularly for somebody who's doing it the first time, because otherwise you just get bogged down in it. Uh, And particularly if you're doing it yourself, you you haven't hired people to do it for you, um, it's really easy to get bogged down. And I think that's the worst thing. Like that's the most demotivating thing ever. Stopped people from getting live. And like I say, honestly, at the end of the day, right? The real truth is when it comes to SEO, you don't need the best site in the world, right? Google is not comparing you to every other website that exists. They're comparing you to the other websites that it wants to rank on the pages that you want to rank for. Like if we're talking about product type terms, it's going to be against other e-commerce sites. And I guarantee you at least 70% of the e-commerce sites you'll go up against aren't doing good SEO either. Like it's, it's, it's easy to get trapped into this mindset of, oh, I don't have the best website in the world. Who cares? You just have to have a website that's slightly better than the people you're competing against. That's it.
0: A wise man once told me money solves all problems. Sales solve all problems. So if you, Mm -hmm. if you're, I, I do think there's two answers here, whether you're just beginning or whether this is something, you know, like my situation, I've done this, I built this. Now I'm going after a whale. Uh, I'm gonna do it a different way than if you're just starting. You go make some money. Money solves all problems. Yeah. So then you can hire people to do this stuff.
1: That's right. You, you can come back to it. You can you can you can improve things. I mean, like I say, there's a baseline of stuff that I would do in the beginning from an SEO perspective. Really simple stuff that absolutely you should do when you're uploading your products. But you know, do you, you know if you've got 200 products you're going to put on there? Do you need to write? a long form unique product description for every single one of those before you set them live and start running paid traffic to them i'd say no because for some people some people hate writing they, they can't do it right so what's what's going to happen they're just going to get they're not going to do it if you've got to do that yes you do have to do that at some point or you got to pay someone to do it but do you need to do it before you go live i don't think so you need to obsess about having your product descriptions in all sorts of fancy columns and all of that sort of thing. No, you don't. Guess what? 80% of people are going to see your product pages on a mobile. It ain't going to matter,
2: right? I'm over and there's here no nodding data, my head.
1: There's no data to suggest that more people <laughs> buy on desktop anymore either. That's a furphy. I'll, I'll challenge that one to the ground. I'm over here nodding in my head. No, I just I yeah, like I'll to put make two things grades so cute. up. The one with columns will not convert better. <laughs> If somebody you know, wants to shoot me down on that I'll show me the evidence you know show I me the evidence
0: I, so I'm <laughs> over here trying to find a website I don't know do you listen to uh my first million podcast by chance John I do not it's a it's a great podcast I've uh Sean and Sam it. really Sean and Sam are both really fucking annoying and I don't think I'd be their friend in real life perhaps uh but the the podcast is really <laughs> good they just it's all business ideas it's 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 good um yeah anyway he mentioned the other day a website and I can't find it for the life of me of, of like the first version of every website um and they're just constantly finding more first versions. And if you go look at them, they're, they're horrendous. They're all really, really bad. The first version of Facebook, the first version of anything you can think of that you're looking up to, um, it, it was terrible, right? You have to MVP. You have to launch. You have to get moving. And, and sales solve everything. So uh, well, I want to argue uh, with John about how I would like SEO to be done a certain way out of the gates, uh, you know, I consult with a lot of people who are doing really, really well, and they didn't have any of it right and uh, You know, when we did make it right, did it make a big difference? Of course it did, but like they didn't have it out of the gates and it wasn't it wasn't a major factor in whether they were going to be successful or not successful.
1: Yeah. And look, I tell people that I teach, like, you just want to get launched, but you do need to start working on your SEO, further on your SEO, like as soon as you're launched. Like don't wait two years to start working on your SEO. Like you need to come back, get your paid traffic up and running because you can start getting some data, some customer service happening, some feedback on your site, see what starts to sell, et cetera. Yeah, do that. And then straight away, start chipping into, you know, various elements of your SEO that you didn't do when you first set things up because you don't want to wait to do that. You want to get that ball rolling because it takes a little bit more time to get rolling and all that sort of thing. So absolutely, you're going to come back to that straight away. Um, you know, I mean, with my first site, that was one of my biggest regrets. I I didn't think about SEO for like... probably two years or something before i really started actually paying attention to that you know what i mean um and and i think that's that's a that's that's a mistake um but uh yeah just you want you want to reduce the 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 roadblocks or the potential sticking points to getting live i mean I, i think that yeah so sales are everything like you know the 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 momentum and the boost you get from making your first sales. I mean, you you probably remember making your first sale, like multiple, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Think about it. remember how that felt. Like that just drives you on, you know. Still yeah. does that happen.
2: yeah yeah the, the oh, baseball, yeah, the baseball store yeah. i was talking
0: about i was in a vehicle driving across the state to watch a one of the minnesota twins minor league clubs play baseball across my state i had my brother my friend bo my friend ben in the car we're we're jamming out we got some music going we're all having we're like just razzing each other giving each other shit and i feel I, like on the stereo because i'm playing bluetooth it goes ching, and i just i went nuts man i played uh W and W and Hardwell and Little John. If you know the song, uh, if you don't, look it up. It'll fire. It'll fire you up. Uh, and I fired on. I just I played it as loud as I could. I've got a, a JBL system and subs in my in my truck that came came with the truck. I'm not that guy. I don't have the subs, uh, but it came with it. And I played it as loud as I could. And I'm just ah! and that's like my like seven star right. And it was still like sales do something to you man money does something to you it changes you it changes your outlook on things it it, it gives you motivation and and motivation comes after action so uh, you got to get those sales
1: oh yeah look it's it's addictive i mean there's there's no doubt about it like for me it doesn't matter what i'm selling like selling physical products selling courses you know whatever like it's addictive and 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 i think that's that's why i like to get people to that point as quickly as possible because when you start doing that you just want more and that spurs you on to doing more more work on your business like finding new avenues to grow and and get more of that happening get that feeling back that i mean it's just a dopamine hit right you know it's uh it's hitting the pleasure center of your brain so um your body wants more of that I don't know if we'd get or I'd
0: play it. It's called "Live the Night." Go look it up. "Live the Night." W.W. and Hardwell, Little John. You, uh, if you're not fired up from that, I'll be, I'll be shocked. But like, that's the mood I was in. Nothing describes your first sale mood than that song. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, but sales change it. Look, I think when I think about this, right? If I'm just Joe Bag of Donuts creating my first store here's, here's some sad news. Your product pages aren't going to be your big SEO winners. Anyway, what you want to do is like, get them good enough so that Google doesn't penalize you for the other pages that are going to crush for you. And so what do you need to do to get it good enough? Have a, have an optimized title, uh, right around that is, is basically like hit the keyword. The page should rank for if you ever, were going to rank, um, excuse me, front loaded if possible, make sure that's in your URL front loaded if possible. Um, Break out some other uh, headings on your page. Only have one H1. Maybe you have an H2 to start the description. Break out your description into sections using H3s. Try to hit the keyword again if you can. Don't don't keyword stuff. Alt tag your images. Describe the actual image. Don't just keyword stuff your alt tags. Change the file name of the image while you're uploading it. You know, make it uh, make all of them square. That's that's huge for the aesthetic of your site. Make them all one by one uh, as you upload them rewrite the first paragraph, like actually give it a little bit of unique content. So when Google bot comes there, they see, Oh, Oh, okay. Here's h uh, one. That's what the site's about. Oh, Oh, I've never seen this type of content before. And then they probably leave anyway. They don't, they definitely don't scroll your whole page. Um, so give it just like enough quality SEO on your product pages so that it doesn't bog down the rest of your site. I think one of the things, John, that I ran into recently, and I'm curious how you would solve this. I'm happy to share how I did. One of the brands we've been uploading Every product had like nine bullet points that defined the product. And that was it from the supplier. That was it. And then when Mm -hmm. they sent over, like, here's a bunch of stuff you can use for your product pages, it was those nine different bullet points, which changed for each product. Basically, like, uh, imagine if it was, like, wait, 300 pounds, this next one's 320 pounds, this one's 330. So the bullets are, like, slightly different. And then every photo they want you to use is the same besides the main image. All the little features that are inside their products, they're all the same on every single product they have. And so I'm genuinely curious from you, it wouldn't make sense to, like... Uh, put all those products into one page and, 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 you know, make a drop down do variants. They needed to be separated because they are that different, even though they're that, that the same, what do you, how do you handle that out of the gates? If you, let's say you have, I think there was 20 products from that brand and they're basically all the same, all the contents, all the same. How did you make 20 pages unique or unique enough to get, you know, skate by Google's penalties?
1: Yeah. Like, uh, look, I mean, I, I want to be clear for people listening because they're going to misunderstand what you're saying a little bit. When, when you say Google penalties, you're not actually going to get a penalty, like an actual penalty for Google, like a manual action penalty. That's not what's going to happen. Correct. What what what, what Ben means is that your site's just not going to rank if you've got duplicate content, like those pages are not going to get indexed properly and stuff like that, right? Yeah, that's
0: behind the like scenes, a you bit. Bit. get a, a score, right? Yeah. And you're just well, going to have yeah, a lower yeah. score with Google. A
1: lower score. That's right. That's right. Um once again though i mean is that for a brand new site for its first month or so is that necessarily a massive problem i don't think it is because you can get google to recrawl those pages and change that score uh, over time And the reality is google will not significantly rank a new domain anyway because they have no trust for it they don't want to all
0: right let me let me frame the the other side of that problem but but,
1: maybe not for seo
0: terms but you should care right like Oh yeah! If, if all they sent you was nine yeah. bullet points, what do you put on your page?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it, it's this is a tough one for for some people. For me, I I like to write, so I would write some product descriptions for them. I mean, if if, if you if you're saying that that the products are definitely different products, then they're going to have some identifiable features that are different to each other. Otherwise, how would you know that they're different products? You must be getting some signal from either the supplier's data, the images or something that they are, in fact, different products, right? Otherwise, you should have them all on one product page because they're just variants. So whether it's in those features lists or something, there's going to be some identifiable things. So I will just write up some basic description fields, like a few paragraphs, you know, to go um, above... You know, your, your features list um, that, you know, sort of just talk about, you know, focus on the differences between the products. Like, you know, maybe it's three features. What are the benefits of those features that are like, I'll probably keep it at that point fairly basic until I can learn more about the product. If you want some help with doing that, there's a few tools online that can help you do that. One's called Copysmith and one's called uh, copy.ai memory they're like online tools you can put a list of features into them and they'll actually spit out ai generated copy and And actually copy.ai is fucking wild dude yeah they're actually often really good i gotta tell you i was skeptical about these tools when i first heard about them right i was like nah that's that's fucking stupid that's gonna be shit but then i did it and i was like wow some of the stuff they churn out, it's like it doesn't make any sense, right? But the, if you put in like some a list of features, it'll give you like seven versions of a piece of, you know, a few hundred words of copy and like three of them will be nonsensical and then like three of them will be really good. Like good enough that you can put it on your page and it would make sense to a customer. And it, get, it, can, it can help you to get over that hurdle of the what should I write. If you're somebody who like writing doesn't come naturally to, which is about... 90% of people, right, are not natural writers, like just sitting down and typing and thinking up things to write. It's just like puts them off so bad. Um, you can use a tool like that. I I, I give those tools to um, people that I hire to write content and copy on my site, and it speeds up their process heaps, right? Uh, so those are some tools. But, yeah, I'm just going to put together at that point just to get you know because yeah you're right as well as search engines i mean the customer is going to come to those pages and you know if they're just seeing something a few dot points and it's not really making any any real case for why they should buy the product your chance of a conversion is reduced so you do want to have something on there um but in the beginning you just do the best you can over time you'll learn more about the products maybe you can go out to you know go out and to the supplier's location and Actually check the products out yourself, take some unique photos if they don't have any unique images. And I mean, this is probably something we'll talk about a bit more in the future. I think it's something you should definitely do if you can go and go and see your products in the flesh at your at your supplier's location. Um, but yeah, in the beginning, you know, that's that's all I'm doing. A few
0: a uh, few little things there. Uh, sell enough of their products, and they'll give you their products, and you can take your own photos and have their products. Well, yeah, yeah, that's, of uh, course every single one of your suppliers would love to give you product. That's it's just a, something I put out there. Um, and then, uh, copy.ai dude. So I, like I have a couple of uh, friends I play poker with on Wednesday nights that are big agency owners and they use that to, when they onboard a brand, they will put like every page or all the products and uh, like their whole website into copy.ai and it will just burn out headlines for them, uh, for ads and just yep. like all, all sorts of different copy. Um, I was blown away when I messed with it. Uh, I think they have a free trial on there. Go check go check it out. See what you guys think of copy. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty bananas. Thanks for listening to the Dropship Podcast. You can find all the show notes for this episode at dropshippodcast.com. And if you're ready to take the next step in your dropshipping journey, we invite you to join us inside Dropship Breakthrough, where John and I will walk you through step by step in starting your own high-ticket dropshipping e-commerce business. But that's not all. Dropship Breakthrough will also teach you everything you'll need to know to grow your business and take it to the next level. So head over to dropshipbreakthrough.com and sign up for our free training that will help you take the first steps towards building and growing your own profitable high-ticket dropshipping business.